episode of the New Craft House podcast is sponsored by Faf. We use Faf sewing machines in all of our sewing and in all of our workshops, and they really are the best of the best. With everything from beginner machines like the Smarter Range to the Ambition machines that we use in classes to the top of the range creative icon, Faf have something for every sewist. Welcome back to the New Craft House podcast. We're super excited to have one of our longest standing Instagram crushes on the show today, the marvel that is Kate of Kate Eva Designs. We found Kate's account years and years ago and fell in love with her handmade dress collection. If you haven't seen it before, it's absolutely huge with everything from a red taffeta ball dress number to Liberty Print tea dresses and everything in between. Kate always picks the best fabrics and prints and we're envious of pretty much everything she ever makes. She seems to be sewing multiple new dresses a week, so we wanted to get her on the show this week in particular because it's wardrobe week for Sew Yourself Sustainable and she seems to have the biggest wardrobe of anyone we know. Kate has come to lots of our parties and events and we absolutely consider her a friend now, but we know pretty little about her life outside of sewing, so we're really looking forward to finding out more about her today. Welcome, Kate. (laughs) That's really lovely. I actually have a really small wardrobe, but I know... um, a lot of contents, yeah. No, you don't. No, you mean the actual physical wardrobe is small, it's physical. just stuffed. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The biggest collection <laughs> inside there. Yeah. Big collection, very packed in, yeah. So where are you today? So I'm at home in Battersea, South London, in my flat, at my, at my kind of desk slash sewing area. Yeah, is it also your bedroom? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's very multi-purpose. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, so for people who don't know about you, and actually we don't know most of this stuff as well, do you want to tell us, like, where you grew up, where you're from? Yeah, so I'm from East London, uh, so I grew up in Chingford. Um, it's actually not that far from where you are, I guess. Um, so I normally stay at my mum's when I go to mm. your parties. <laughs> um yeah, so I grew up, uh, went to the same school as David Beckham, but obviously he's a bit older than me. Um, and then went to uni in Nottingham. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to call it North, but it's not North, is it? It's Midland. Um, and then back to London and kind of I've lived South ever since then. What did you study at uni? I studied English. So it's kind of a mix of literature and language. Nice. And what point did you start sewing? I was trying to remember what age it was. But I think it, I think I was about twenty five, so it's about seven years ago. I think we saw this um, on your um, your little intro to sew yourself sustainable story, and then and we must have, Rosie. Then we were chatting about, it and Rosie said that she followed you from like the, one of the first. William I'm an Morris. OG. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> But it was pretty early on, so I remember, like, you sewed lots of William Morris dresses and you always stood in front of, like, a really nice door that is not, like, your flat now. It must have been, like, somebody else's house. <laughs> but it must have been, like, five yeah. years yeah, ago. Yeah, I lived... So that was when I lived with my friend Olivia and she had William Morris wallpaper. Mm. So I stood in the hall, yeah, in front of the wallpaper and photos, which was, <laughs> yeah, quite limited. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that was uh, I, that was actually my second dress I think I ever made. Uh, yeah, like a Betty dress. Was it Betty? Yeah, yeah. yeah so Betty was my first. Mm. Where did you learn to sew? Are you completely self-taught? Yeah, I so I actually intended to go to one of the sew book classes, um, 
but it said it was intermediate, it was for the Betty dress and it said intermediate and you kind of needed some experience. Um, and at the same time, they were releasing the Betty pattern to sew at home. So I thought, oh, I'll just give it a go <laughs> and see, see how I do. Um, and obviously there are a lot of mistakes, but um, yeah, it worked out okay. So I ended up just teaching myself pretty much. I think the only class I've had is the one uh, at yours with by hand London, which was a few years in yeah. to my sewing, yeah. And what do you do, like, as a job? So I work in marketing for a huge travel company. Um, Wait, it's not Knobs and Knockers? <laughs> no, it used to be Knobs and Knockers. <laughs> yeah, that was my, my party line. Um, <laughs> I remember it. Uh, <laughs> I used to work for Wayfair, and for a brief period, I was managing doorknobs, which was not the highlight of my career. <laughs> um, but yeah, I left there, and I, I actually work at Expedia now, so I'm in marketing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you start. So you taught yourself to sew, and you jumped straight in with a Betty dress. How was yeah, it a success I mean, or? I, so I used to, before that I was selling some stuff on Etsy. So I'd made I'd used a sewing machine. I had a little miniature one from John Lewis, and I'd made kind of cushions and cards and things like that, but never garments. Um, so I thought I needed to upgrade. So I actually bought like a, a real machine. Um, but yeah, I basically just bought the pattern. I bought Liberty fabric because I just thought why not? I was quite I was just quite afraid. I guess um, I thought what could go wrong. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I ended up, my first dress was in Liberty. Um, probably, yeah, probably a waste of money. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I still love it, so it's fine. My first dress was in Liberty, actually. Yeah, it was. Do you remember? Also a waste of money. <laughs> You've got to have motivation, though. So you, might you get really excited. Yeah. yeah. yeah and you and want it's something... also really nice to sew with. Exactly, so... yeah. It presses really nice. My thing was that I didn't pre-wash mine. So I wore it to Rosie's like wedding party thing, and then it, I washed it and it shrunk about like three inches, so it just became this like tiny little mini, indecent, <laughs> indecently <yeah. laughs> short. So I just never wore it again. Oh no! <laughs> um, and tell us who else you live with. Obviously, there's Betty, very important. Yeah, I live with Betty and my cat. Um, I actually didn't name her as well. It's just a coincidence that she was called Betty, <laughs> um, which obviously meant I had to have her. And then my boyfriend kind of lives here. He's like, he has his own flat um, and he's selling it at the moment. So we're going to live here for a bit and then buy somewhere together. Oh, I thought he lived there already. I mean, he's always here. So yeah, pretty much. But if the authorities ask, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the situation. <laughs> So you made your first Betty dress, and then was that did that kickstart your love of dress make, of dress making, and I mean like specifically dresses? Yeah, I after that I literally couldn't stop. So I I made the Betty dress and I wore it to an 80th birthday party, very glamorous. <laughs> um, and yeah, after that I think I made a couple more Bettys, and then I found the Flora um, from By Hand London, and yeah. Basically made 50 of those in quick succession. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa Lakes did actually ask, like, when I put up a thing saying, like, asking 
ask Kate Eva questions. She said, how many floors have you got? So we might as well ask you that now. Do you know exactly? I actually haven't done a uh, count recently. I think it's close to 30. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. That includes like hacks. So it's like, I'm counting, if I hack it with the Anna, I feel like it's more of a flora. Yeah, the bodice. Um, so I've counted that. So yeah, maybe 30. Wow. I was going to do me made May just wearing flora. That would be so, so good. That would be quite cool. I feel like these lips should pay you for that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need yeah, she's to just... one more because there's thirty one days. Before you started sewing, did you only wear dresses? Yeah, pretty much. I used to wear a lot of vintage. Um, so, but it was kind of like you know the general thing with sewing. I guess is like you can find stuff in the shops that you like but it doesn't fit properly or the fabric isn't exactly what Mm. you'd like so I I think I never felt really that comfortable in what I was wearing so I tended to wear like a lot of black and navy which I know will surprise you (laughs) um but yeah because I just couldn't find prints that I really liked in the in the right style for me because a lot of the 50s dresses I was finding were quite sort of costumey um, and it wasn't really what I wanted. So, um, yeah, I think that was the key thing for me. I just could never find anything that was perfect and as I'd envisioned in my head. And now, like, do you say you pretty much exclusively sew, sew dresses still? Well, I've got a jumpsuit. Yeah, it's a baby, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I've, I've got two two jumpsuits obviously I've got a lot of pyjamas and I, to be honest I would wear them out because you know they look they just look like yeah. a, a two piece um yeah apart from that I haven't really made any like serious trousers um I am intending to make some jeans but I yeah I have a bit of a, a concern about the like bum fitting I don't know what you call it technically <laughs> The seat. Not bum fitting, but the bum. The seat. <laughs> a full seat adjustment. Yeah. I think oh, it's so easy. Required. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about coming to your dawn jeans. Yeah. I, I mean, it, jeans. I think bodice is probably more complicated to fit. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm. Yeah, I would like some jeans, but it's that thing of like you can't try them on and mm. decide you like them. You have to make them first. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's on the cards, but I still live in dresses. Also, if you made a pair of jeans, you'd have to kickstart top making. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's I actually oh, just wear my pajamas. Oh yeah, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you wear like ready to wear jeans, or are you basically just always in dresses? No, no I, I think they only, I've got one pair of jeans for decorating, but I actually find them so uncomfortable. I can't even bear to put them on. So yeah. I don't have any any jeans. Obviously, I have like gym clothes. I'd just wear those if I need to be more casual. But yeah, I don't have jeans, which is a bit. It's probably a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, because we both kind of live in jeans. But there was actually a period in my life where I never wore jeans. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't like how they made me feel and look. Um, But then I found some that I like, and now I wear them all the time. But what is it about them that makes you not want to wear them? I think they're just, I just find them restrictive, but maybe I've just been wearing the wrong jeans, you know. Um, but yeah, I just, I like to, I like to be able to eat a big meal. <laughs> I just don't feel like I could. Um, yeah. Interesting. 
they definitely have that tightness around the, the waist that like dresses just don't yeah yeah and also then you have to think about pairing it with a top and i just that's too much for me to think about in the morning i just mm. need to throw on one piece yeah that is what i like about dresses is it's a whole outfit yeah it sort of makes your sewing more worthwhile i think so you're making a whole outfit it doesn't have to match yeah, anything else in your wardrobe yeah So the dresses, do you know how many you have in total? I didn't actually, I did think that didn't count before this, but it actually makes me quite embarrassed, there's so many of them. <laughs> um, I think it's probably close to 120. Wow. <laughs> how full is the wardrobe? It literally must be like wedged like in there. Yeah, it's like you have to put it in and smooth it down. <laughs> You can't just like hang stuff. It's not, yeah. Are they all in there or have you got like secondary storage? So they're they're all in there. Um I do have like an underbed storage where I have I think there's like a couple in there, so like more fancy dress things mm. that I just would never wear. And I've put away the first dress I have made because I, I'm not really gonna wear that um now because the zip's actually broken as well. But pretty much everything else I just yeah, having that one wardrobe. It's not even a wardrobe, it's just a cupboard in my hallway. <laughs> That's some crazy number. Because for the wardrobe week, we both do like a full wardrobe audit and it involves like pulling out everything. And I'm always, I think I have a tiny amount of clothes, but I think the reality is that the amount that I actually wear is really small. Whereas I actually have more that I just don't wear ever. Um, and I'm always shocked by it. And I'll, I'll pull it out and I'll have like 12 dresses and I'll have like five linen cotton ones. And I think, God, yeah, that's en- definitely enough dresses. Like, I don't need to make any more. <laughs> well, now you can feel better about yourself. <laughs> yeah. I was asked, like, I'm worried because I was like, it's so yourself sustainable. How sustainable is my wardrobe when I have 120 dresses? Yeah, but you're wearing them and you're making them yourselves. You're like, it's, you know, you don't need to feel guilty about sewing dresses. Do you? Well, I'm not going to stop. So yeah, no, I don't want you to. <laughs> Have you ever got rid of any that you've made, or are you a much of a hoarder, a me-made hoarder? <laughs> I like, I have clothes of my mum's from like when I was in year seven. I can't get rid of anything. Like I have, like, I can get rid of like I'm not a hoarder. You can see my. It's not like there's like, no like newspapers stacked up behind. <laughs> Yeah, I just have the thing with clothes. It's just like, I feel so sentimental about them. And I remember, like, where I was. Like, now I remember, like, how I made it. And then I also remember, like, where I first wore it. Mm-hmm. And it's so sentimental to me. I just can't get rid of it. I get that. Yeah. I do have old stuff. And getting rid of baby clothes, that's something I just yeah, I find so hard. I'm like, uh. Just put them in a... Do you have, like, those big storage things that you just stack stuff away that you, you don't even want? You're not, you're not going to wear, but you don't want to not have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. It is hard. So is it, would you say, when you like start a new project, what is it that is spurring you on to do it? Is it the actual act of sewing rather than having the garment at the end? No, it's always the end product. <laughs> That's why I'm so quick, because I just cannot, I'm, I'm so impatient. Um... Yeah, and so I end up like making things in one or two days. I really can't take any longer, even if I try. Um, yeah, it's always the end product because I always have something in mind. Like when I see the fabric, I kind of decide on the pattern. Yeah. And I never buy fabric if I don't know what to make. I try and avoid like having a huge stash. Um, 
So, because obviously I don't have the space for it. So, I just basically will just buy something and generally just make it up in like a week or two after. That's so mad. That's the. So, how big is your stash? How many pieces of fabric would you say? So, it's, I, I think it's less of a stash and it's more of a long to do list. It's like maybe, maybe like eight or nine. Whoa, pieces, like four pieces and then obviously I've got loads of like off cuts and things yeah. from previous projects mm. yeah that's impressive how many dresses are you turning over a week then <laughs> <laughs> well I do have full time jobs so it doesn't um, maybe like one a week I think since lockdown it's been one a week yeah um, before that I was probably doing one a month but yeah since I we, I haven't really been seeing as many people and my boyfriend's taken up cycling and he goes away for like five six hours at a time so I can get a dress out in that time so um that's normally the challenge <laughs> you you mentioned that you came to the bodice fitting class yeah. um I reckon that was was that in the when we were in the railway arch still yeah, that you came yeah 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 so that was one of the really Charlotte first came. ones yeah um did that how did you find that changed your sewing that was like that was really amazing like I actually felt like I think like obviously I've got a bit of an obsession with turning things around quickly and I get really impatient and I think before that it was kind of at the expense of the quality of my sewing um and that kind of it did make me slow down I know you're not like because I know I'm not slow um (laughs) But it did make me slow down and think more about the fit and like really perfecting it. Um, and there were so many really good like tips that that they gave. Um, so after that, I pretty much had like well three perfectly fitting patterns to just go from, and then knew how to alter bodices for future patterns as well. So it was yeah, it was so good. I'd definitely do something like that for well maybe for my full seat adjustment. <laughs> You've got the bodice down, you get the bum down next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are the adjustments you find you need to do most? Uh, so I always do small bust adjustment. Um, that's the main one. And then generally the other stuff is just like shortening the bodice because um, I've got quite a short body. Um, apart from that, I think the, the major thing that I learned is just on the sizing. Like, I didn't really ever consider my shoulders before. Um, and I always thought I'm really small at the top and then I'm really pear-shaped. And then Louisa Lex looked at me and she was like, you're not pear-shaped, like your shoulders are broad, um, in a nice way. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, actually, yeah, like my shoulders are quite broad. And so I realised I was cutting too small a size of my shoulders, which obviously made all my sleeves really tight and they just weren't sitting right. That was like the biggest revelation. I just now I know like how to braid between those sizes and why I should be cutting. Mm, interesting. In you mentioned that like made a difference to the quality of your sewing. How do you finish things as well? Because when you're churning churning the dresses out, I don't want to say churning, but <laughs> um, and you do do some little sneak peeks of inside, and they do look insanely neat as well. But what are your finishing techniques? Yeah, so if, if I use Liberty, I generally like to go with French seams. Um, and I actually find that 
faster. I think it's just because I don't have to get my own locker around. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm doing anything else, like anything uh, thicker cotton or anything, I use my own locker. Um, I hate threading it so much that I actually try and not use it. And do oh no, it. you need to just you need to get over it. Yeah. What over locker have you got? It's just the genome one that I bought at the beginning of my sewing. So maybe I need like just conquer upgrade. Yeah, or just. Uh, it's just, I used to be like that, but then when you teach jeans making here, they come unthreaded all the time. So you just have to like quickly whip it all back in. And I reckon if you just sit and make yourself thread it and rethread it for like half an hour with the booklet, yeah, you'll just be like, okay, that's how you do it. I was, alternatively, I was thinking just teaching my boyfriend how to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get him to teach himself from YouTube. <laughs> yeah, just, just outsource the bits that you don't want <laughs> You've mentioned Liberty quite a few times already. Um, and anyone who follows you will know you've got like a lot of Liberty makes. Um, have you always loved it or was that hand in hand with like getting into sewing? Yeah, that was like the beginning of sewing for me. I think it was that I was looking at Liberty dresses and I thought, well, I can't afford that. Um, but maybe I could afford the fabric. And I, it was just like that aspirational thing of like, yeah, I actually want to wear Liberty head to toe every day. Um, yeah, and I used to make like lots of small things like cards and buttons and cushions and things and sell those at craft fairs and that was all Liberty. So I got obsessed with it quite early on and, and it's just like, I just love sewing with it. It's just so easy mm-hmm. to sew with. Yeah, it's quite a nice fabric to start out with. Yeah. Just because it is, yeah, it presses so nicely. No one who's listening can see you now, but I should say you are wearing a Liberty jumpsuit. That's Mitzi, isn't it? The print. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. one of the and first things I say. Oh, it's so nice. Aww. It's like So good. <laughs> about the flora pattern is that your all-time favorite still yeah flora is yeah my all-time favorite i don't think i'll ever stop making it um you always do the high neck one do you always do the high neck one i tell i have like dabbled with like lowering it so sometimes normally i take a bit off anyway um because i don't know if i've got a short neck (laughs) <laughs> it comes up quite high on me so I normally take about an inch off anyway but I have done some lower ones done ones like leaning off the uh, waist arm mm-hmm. so it's a bit more floaty uh, done like a sheared back one done a side zip instead tie straps frilly straps every little hack you could do it. <laughs> it's just like it is the per- perfect pattern to have though because it's you, once mm-hmm. you see how it's constructed you like go oh actually we can change that yeah. you can change the width of the straps really easily like it's just yeah I, I'm just in love with it <laughs> um what other patterns do you like sewing then uh I really like that uh, by hand done in Anna mm-hmm. um because I think the fitting on that is really quite easy like with the pleats so the bust and I made that for some bridesmaid dresses that I made for my brother's wedding um and it was basically, I just said, I'm only making this pattern because I actually know how to fit it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like sewing that. Uh, what else do I like? Um, 
I do like the Shelby, the tree by Shelby. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. That's... Is that the one with buttons all down the front? Like the 90s? Yeah, it's that's the sort of thing that I used to wear before I started sewing. Mm. Like, um, I used to buy like, vintage dresses from the 90s and they're all always like from the M&S or something. Yeah, you used to have loads of them, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's like, uh, just, I love that pattern. I, I like how it comes together really quickly because it's all in panels. Yeah. Um, so you don't have the bodice separately. Um, what about mashups? Is there like your go-to? He said the Flora and Anna, maybe. Yeah, Flora and Anna is like yeah. I call it. I I have a dress that I call my casual dress, and my boyfriend laughs about it because it's um it's Valentino fabric, <laughs> and it's a Flora bodice with an Anna skirt with a leg slit, and he's like, that's not. Casual. That's your casual. That's my chill <laughs> sitting around the house dress. <laughs> It's just, it's one of those, you just put it on and you just feel like yourself. You're like, yeah, like, this I can is wear me. this to anything. Yeah. Is that the, the Valentino one that you had in a different colour? With the big, it, the pink and the red-y vibe? Oh, no, you've got the, it in it's just a polka dot. It's like a um, navy with white polka dots. Oh, yeah, I can picture you in that now. Yeah, that's really nice. You actually inspired my bridesmaid's dress for my brother's wedding. It was a Flora and Anna mashup. It's the best mashup. Flora bodice is the best bodice. I, I agree. Yeah, it's great. It's such a nice fitting tank, and you feel so yeah. good in it, don't you? And it sews up so nicely, and the way and it's quick, like so quick to make. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't made a flora, go look at Kate's, and then <laughs> you'll feel inspired. You can come round and look at my collection. <laughs> um, somebody also asked about your Rachel dress. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Oh yeah, that was um, so. I, it's that dress from uh, Friends that Rachel wears, um, and it's green, and it's got like uh, princess seams, but no waist seam, and it just like has a leg set. Mm. And I think I've always looked at it like since I was younger, since I obviously watched that episode, and I just really wanted it. <laughs> um, and then I saw some fabric from Rainbow Fabrics, and they had like a mint green linen. Um, so I thought I'm just going to try and replicate it, basically. So I used the Kim dress from By Hand London for the bodice and the Anna for the skirt and then just, like, merged them together so they didn't have a waist seam. Um, and, yeah, it, it's the Rachel from French dress. It's so good. I can't picture it. Have you not seen it? No, no, I think so. It's so good, yeah. Very nice, very 90s. You probably all know that we are huge fans of faff machines. We use them in all of our workshops and when we're sewing at home on our boats. So what do we love most about them? They're super smooth to sew on with a sleek design and their iconic IDT system, essentially a built-in walking foot, makes handling all types of fabric a dream. We honestly couldn't sew what we do without them. Get in touch with us if you fancy a machine upgrade or if you'd like to know more about any of the models. What's your favourite ever make? My favourite ever make, it probably is my my Valentino dress that I wear all the time. So it's like a ex-Valentino fabric and it's uh, navy with white polka dots and it's a flora bodice with the Anna skirt. And it just like, I just could wear it for anything. I just feel really comfortable in it. Um, it's, it's really timeless, I think, as well as the fabric. It's not like a, a sort of, a huge pattern or anything it's like very timeless so I think that's my favourite but I'm aware it's a little bit boring what's your second favourite second favourite 
I mean, are we going to go up to 120? <laughs> okay, say you're like going out tonight to a party because we all want to go to parties. What would you pick? So a recent favourite is actually um, Paper Cup Aura. Oh, yeah. Um, and I made one in a Liberty print that's navy with kind of coral. Uh, I think it's called Elizabeth or something like that. Um, and that's probably my recent favourite. Like, that's quite nice for a dinner because it's quite, it's a little bit more formal. Um, but you can also loosen the weights, which is ideal. <laughs> yeah, I love that dress. So good. With your 120 dresses, like you mentioned that you're moving, you're in the future, near future, you might look to move house. Like, will you prioritise storage? Because if you ain't ever going to get rid of a single dress <laughs> and you're doing one a week, that's a new 50 dresses every year. You should have a custom wardrobe built that's the length of a Flora and Anna skirt. So you can yes, just hang them all up. Yeah, that's what I'm at the moment. It's just everything at the bottom is just all crunched up. Mm. Um, so that is quite important. I'm kind of, so I don't know if I'll have like a whole room for sewing. I might have to negotiate a bit with my boyfriend. Um, but I'm now I'm thinking like maybe half sewing, half walking wardrobe would be the dream. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be lovely. It kind of merges into one space. It's not really a wardrobe anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? I like you have this big full length mirror then, getting dressed and yeah. fitting and stuff. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be so nice. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that's the, the dream. dream. I don't know if the budget will allow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we move on to the more so yourself sustainable uh-huh. bit of the um, of our chat? So you mentioned you have loads of dresses and you've no plans to stop. Do you think about ways that you can make your sewing more sustainable? Is it something that you're conscious of, you worry about maybe? Yeah, I'm definitely conscious of it. I'm aware that having that many clothes is probably not the most sustainable thing. Um, I'm kind of looking for little ways. Like I'm not planning to stop sewing, um, but I, there are like little things. So obviously buying dead stock fabric is, is you know, better. Um, so I do buy a lot, um, a lot of dead stock, and I buy it. Well, you know, you've probably seen on my. <laughs> um, and yeah, and also like more recently, I'm looking for for like things to recycle, like be able to recycle fabrics, um, so scraps and things like that. Because I haven't been very good at that. Um, I generally just keep everything, which is not great for my one bed flat. Um, so I'm trying to yeah look for ways to recycle those scraps and also um, like thread reels of thread as well and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it just to be honest gets heated up and thrown in a bit, <laughs> which is not like the way forward. So I think those are the types of things that I'm looking at doing to kind of just make it a bit more sustainable. Do you think about the fibres you use because? Like, from looking at the things you make, you generally do use natural fibres. Yeah, I don't, I don't really buy any, um, any man-made fibres. I think, I think I have bought a couple, like, where I've just been really seduced by the fabric. But in general, I don't. And that's, it's both from a sustainability point of view and also just I prefer wearing mm-hmm. natural fibres as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely 
something I didn't think about at all when I started sewing and it has like crept in more and more that I'm considering it. Mm. When you first start sewing you seriously get seduced in a fabric shop you have no idea like what you're looking at and it's cheaper and it feels nice and you're like yeah great but yeah you definitely learn more as you go along. We bought some some serious crap. Some serious crap. <laughs> I remember this one like poly we bought and it we was, actually made it into Anna dresses. I know, it must have just been a lining like a poly lining. And you think why did they not say when you say like I want to make a dress from this why are they not like mm. yeah. and if you took it off it was so static your hair would just be like <laughs> And like stand up. <laughs> oh, so your future plans today was it today that you released the bag pattern? Yeah. Yay! Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It feels really weird. It was like a bit of a whim and it kind of just came from nowhere. And then I was like, yeah, I'll just do that. That seems like a yeah. fun thing to do. <laughs> so how did it come about? You already made the bag, right? Yeah, I'd made the bag and I kind of took some, some photos along the way because I was going to put it on my blog. And then when I started writing it up, it just got a bit out of control and, and I was trying to perfect it. And I ended up making about three more. And then I was like, oh, it's not quite right. And I spent, honestly, ages on it, making, like, those different versions. You probably see them all in the background. I've got, like, nine oh, yeah, cute. bags that I've made now. Oh. Um, and then I thought as well, like, oh, I should probably get some pattern testers. So I just asked a couple of people to test it for me. Um, so, yeah, it just, it just kind of came out of that. I just realised that, actually, I... I didn't want to just put it on my blog, like both from the perspective of I spent loads of time on it, but also um, I didn't really want someone picking it up and mass producing it or mm. something like that. So I thought it was better to to kind of release it as a pattern. Mm. Do you want to describe it for people who are listening? Yes, yeah, so it's called the Pisa Bow Bag. Um, and it's because I, I bought a, a similar um, design when I was on holiday in Pisa. And I was trying to find something like it since then and um, haven't really found anything. So I decided to just make a pattern. And it's like a tiny little bucket bag, but it can fit like most of your essentials. Um, and it's got a, an, well, I guess it's an optional like bow on the front and then some elastic that kind of holds it in place. Um, I use it, like, I honestly use it like every day. Um, you can make a small little version as well if it's for a child or um, if you want like an evening bag. Cute. It'd be perfect for a wedding, I think, if you're a wedding, like, you know, when you make your dress and then you want a little matching. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I always used to get teased at work for having tiny bags because it's just, it's kind of my thing and I just, I like a small, a small bag. So it's very, it's very neat. <laughs> you made the one that I saw first from one of our furnishing fabrics that looked really nice yeah I actually bought that for cushions and then my boyfriend didn't like it so mm. I thought I'll make it <laughs> it yeah I think furnishing uh, linens or cotton is quite good actually because it holds the structure quite well yeah so that was a really good you I mean you have loads of fabrics that would work really well yeah a lot of furnishing fabrics yeah yeah we're actually going to release like some bag making supplies in about a month or so that we've been collecting oh, from yeah. like different designers. We should send you a, um, yeah, we'll send a chain. You There's amazing like chains yeah, they're and really like nice. clasps and everything to make the bags with. 
got like pink yeah, snaky type ones and a chain on one of them would look really good actually if you could yeah. find a way to i got like the little crocodile clips and stuff on the ends yeah that's a really good idea thanks for that noting it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll be really cute leather we're gonna put leathers up as well so oh, yeah, have a leather one with a chain have you ever made a, a leather version have you ever sewn with leather actually a leather no, flora no it's actually fine on a machine if you just get a leather needle just so it's like normal yeah i mean we're talking about um they're, they're actually sheep hides i think but without just the leather section and they're really soft so it's like that leather jacket weight oh, nice. you know really like buttery mm. yeah that make a really sweet little bag next year you'll be churning out a bag a week instead of a dress I'm going to need a whole room for my bag. Yeah. A wall. <laughs> um, where can people find the pattern if they want to buy it? Uh, so it's linked on my Instagram, um, but it's on Etsy. Uh, so you can just search Katie for Designs, it should come up. Cool. Do you have plans for more patterns or is it just see what happens kind of thing? It was a bit of a whim because I'm not like, I'm not really an expert, you know, I taught myself. So I... I looked at it so many times thinking, is, am, I, am I talking rubbish? Because <laughs> you doubt yourself when you haven't actually learned um, sewing in like a traditional way. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I did enjoy putting it together though. I think I would um, consider doing others. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not immediate plans. It was a bit of a kind of organic thing. Mm. Watch this face. Have you ever, because a lot of our guests that come on have turned their like, sewing hobby into a business. Has that ever been anything that has tempted you? I think, so originally I did sell things on Etsy and I used to do all the craft fairs. And it was when I was doing cards and buttons and things like that, like a lot of liberty stuff. Um, it was just that it was so labour intensive and I had to kind of compete with, you know, but I, I thought I was competing with Paper Chase. I think I was just being a, a stupid business <laughs> person. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, I just wasn't really making any money from it and it wasn't scalable um, because it was just me making things. So I think that put me off in a way because I, yeah, I knew that I couldn't scale it in the way that I would have liked. Um, so I've, it's not out of the question. Like I would like to, to merge you know, my career with my sewing life, but I haven't decided what yet, like yet, what that should be, basically. Mm. So. So we asked the listeners, our listeners on Instagram, if they had any questions for you. So we have a couple. already asked you how many floors you have from Elise Lex. So somebody wanted to know, do you have any tips for how to wear dresses and keep warm in cold weather? Yeah, people ask me this all the time. They're like, how are you not cold? It's just tight, um, right? <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't have any tips because I'm always boiling hot. So like, I'm genuinely roasting. <laughs> she just runs hot. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's just no jeans. Um, I say, like, I have one cardigan that I really like that kind of ties at the front, which is nice because it keeps the shape. If you have, like, a dress that's, um, you know, tight at the waist, it kind of keeps that silhouette. So I like that. But that is my only cardigan. I, I get so hot 
that I just can't wear what? even a coat. You don't What's... have any like nice knitted jumpers? No, like genuine, like genuinely, I just have. <laughs> this is the opposite of Rosie. Rosie's like always I'm in a so jumper, good. always cold. <laughs> I've got millions of jumpers. Um, yeah, I'm roasting. <laughs> so you're not wearing tights either. We're talking like one tight, degree yeah. outside. Yeah, in like December, January, I'll wear tights. Okay, so no secret tip. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> Where do you get your tights? <laughs> um, okay, is Betty as grumpy as she looks? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. She is. Um, She's very, she's a very nervous cat, um, oh. so she actually hates everyone, um, apart from me and my boyfriend. So, yeah, she she hates everyone in the world, um, especially my brother. Really, really doesn't like him. Um, she's quite grumpy, but she's, yeah, she's affectionate on her own terms. Oh, is she an indoor cat? Yeah, she's she's always been inside, and she's five now. Um, so we thought about maybe we'll let her out in our, if, if we get a garden, but I don't think she understands the concept. She'll have no survival skills. Yeah, don't let her out. <laughs> I'd worry. <laughs> also, she's so beautiful. You'd worry someone would bag her. <laughs> yeah, but she would run and hide okay. like immediately. Like I can't even pick her up as she runs away. So good luck. Okay, you wouldn't. What um what breed is she? Do you know? She's the British short hair, but she's blue tortoise shell, so she's kind of got a little bit of kind of pinky beige as well. Cute. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, somebody wanted to know, how do you sew in a small space? Yeah, everything... I kind of have everything that I need to hand, so anything that I need all the time, like scissors, I just have out. Um... I only have like a small desk, so I actually can't fit my overlocker and my sewing machine on it at the same time, which is really annoying. Um, so sometimes I put one in the living room and kind of move between. I think the biggest tip is um, use, use your ironing board as another table, basically. So I use my ironing board for everything. So if I need to mark darts or um, obviously iron, <laughs> I use it for that as well. Um, but yeah, like any pinning, anything like that, I use the ironing board because you, you're standing up, so it's a really good height, and you can kind of yeah use it for marking things and pinning and all sorts of stuff. Do you cut on the floor? Yeah, I cut on the floor of my kitchen, um, and yeah, any yeah, basically anything huge has to be on the floor. So like cutting out. Um, which is why I use scissors as well rather than a rotary cutter because otherwise I'd have to have a huge cut in that mm. as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tricky, but you can get around it. And I think having the ironing board as an extra surface is like a really good tip. And someone asked, how do you keep up the sew, Joe? Yeah, that's a good point. I think I have felt sometimes a, a lack of, Sojo, and I think it can be between seasons as well. Like at the moment, I had loads of summer mates planned, and then obviously the weather is like mm. not summer. So you kind of think, well, what's the point of me making it? Um, 
most of the time before lockdown, I'd have a deadline in mind, like something to go to, but over lockdown, it was like, well, what am I making it for? So I did lose it a bit there, but I guess just having like a, a bit of a palate cleanser. So like some something that I enjoy the actual process of making. So like a flora or um, a smaller project. That's why I have so many floras. <laughs> Um, but if it's something like you actually enjoy the process, then I think mm. it makes you fall in love with it again, and then you can tackle something that's a bit more tricky. Yeah, so true. It's so mad that your palette cleanser is a full dress. <laughs> <laughs> My palette cleanser is like a face mask. <laughs> no, it's just a drawstring bag. <laughs> or like a, a baby dress is, is kind of a palette cleanser as well, so I've had to make mm. quite a few for my friends. And just making something like small and lovely and liberty print, you're like, oh yeah, this is nice. Yeah. And then you can tackle something harder. Yeah. Do you sew for other people? So generally no, because I actually find it really stressful. Mm. Um, I think it's mainly the fitting, because I really like to like get the fit perfect. And it's hard to do, especially if like, it's not someone that's in in the house um, and you have to kind of just take their measurements and assume that it's right. It's just too tricky. So I did the bridesmaid's dresses for my brother's wedding and I have I did make my mum a dress and so that was kind of her dream. <laughs> but I said you can only have one. <laughs> um, and I've made my boyfriend like a jacket. I made him a little jacket for his um, birthday. Um, like generally no if someone asks absolutely not um but if i'm feeling nice i might make something for someone's birthday yeah it's just not as fun is it it's not it's not as fun and, it, and it's just no. stressful as well because then people say things like oh can you just like add this yeah. in and you're like that's actually really hard yeah people and don't people that appreciate don't, that don't so don't realize how hard yeah those requests are yeah Thanks so much for joining us today, taking time out of your sewing time. <laughs> um, we always <laughs> ask our guests two questions at the end. So firstly, what are you making at the moment or what's like your next project? So next I've got, I'm going to make a closet called Pauline. Um, which is that the, the new one? one? Yeah, the mm. new one. Um, so yeah, I basically bought it instantly and it's just arrived. So I'm going to make that today hopefully nice what fabric are you going to use so i've got two so i've got two on the cards but i'm a little bit nervous about the fit because i had heard a few few people say um it was a bit tricky so i've got one from rainbow fabrics it's like a x um well, what's the nobody's child dead stock mm. Uh, and then I've also got some fabric that's like a PR collaboration that I need to start seeing. So that'll probably be the second one. What, are you going to make them both today? No, okay. I'll make, but I'll try and, I'm going to try and take it straight today, actually. I'm going to sew myself sustainable and I'm going <laughs> to take it slow. Just the one dress. Maybe just finish the bodice, but... <laughs> It'll be hard. <laughs> um, our last question is, what does sewing mean to you? Oh, that's a deep question. Um, 
I think for me, it's like a thing that I can do that's mine where I just block out the rest of the world. So it's like, I can get quite anxious about things. And I think when I'm sewing, I don't think about anything else. And so that's like one huge thing. And I think the other thing is like with the Instagram as well, is like just the sense of community. And I love that about it. And so yeah, just like all the people I've met through it and obviously all the parties, um, you know that I'm the first there and the last <laughs> So yeah, definitely the, yeah, the kind of therapy of it and also the community. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Probably. Yeah, in person. Yeah, Enjoy I'll be at the next party. First and last. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Enjoy your day off. Thank you. Bye.